Uh, it is week nine of the all-new This Morning with Jayla Nye, Daryl McIntyre. Thanks for joining us. You can get a hold of us anytime at 780-496-0063. Did you know it is Tourism Week in Canada? Oh, very nice. It is Tourism Week in in Canada. And we could see the highest gross growth in the province at 61% by the year 2030, hmm. when uh, they're hoping that we would welcome 9 million visitors to the city. But what is it looking like this year? How's the recovery from the pandemic coming along? Let's get into that. Sounds like a good idea. And what is tourism? What are we what are people coming to Edmonton for? How do we get more people to come here? Paul Hawes is Vice President of Destination Development and Marketing with Explore Edmonton joining us this morning. Paul, how are you doing? Good morning. Very good, thank you. Uh, This is always the question that I think a lot of people try to wrap their head around. We have lots we want to get into here, but if Mm. somebody says, why should I come to Edmonton? I don't know that a lot of citizens go, oh, we got some good restaurants, you can go to the mall, the valley's nice. What do you tell people about why people should come here? Yeah, and uh, we'll maybe get into some of that about uh, how Edmontonians perceive their city and the understanding of tourism but for for us at Explore Edmonton our role is to bring in tourists and conference delegates fans and sporting events to to drive that local visitor economy Um, but when we have tourists that are coming from longer afield on a leisure trip we talk about the iconic attractions um, so Fort Edmonton Park the Indigenous Peoples Experience Mutak Conservatory um, things like that. The the River Valley is also a huge draw. Um, when we're talking to our international visitors, um, there's a terminology around cities on the edge of nature. Mm. And when our international visitors think about Canada um, and coming into this vast land that we have, um, being able to uh, experience a city right on the edge of nature, um, being able to immerse yourself into um, areas like the River Valley, also Elk Island National Park. Um, those are the sorts of things that, that, that we, we talk about. And then, of course, our Indigenous experiences, um, which is something that we can really work on over the, the next 10 years to enhance and, and grow our Indigenous experiences because it's a, a real key motivator for our international guests. Paul, 2019 was a record year uh, for for the region for for tourism. I think there was like just over six million guests that uh, spent almost two billion dollars uh, in in the area. And of course, we know what happened in the years that followed there. But how is the comeback uh, looking? And um, are are we, are we getting back to records again? Yeah, it was obviously 2019 was a record year for us as well. And so as we've been working to, to grow our numbers, we were really seeing um, strong growth and it was an exciting time for the industry and, and that was wiped away quickly. Um, we're still in recovery mode, there's, there's no doubt about it. The leisure segment, so those um, high-end visitors coming, as I mentioned, from international, from the, from the US, from Europe and from overseas, that is, is coming back at a steady pace. Sports and cultural events, but those are, are also um, doing really quite well. It's the business event segment, so the, the conferences and mm-hmm. the conventions that have really struggled. Um, and, and we're seeing that across the board. That is the, the hardest hit 
segment of the industry. But when we're, we look at some of our recent highlights, of course, the Junos that were just a, a few weeks ago, um, the Junos brought in direct economic impact of around $13 million. Um, this week, we have the Canadian Hydrogen uh, Convention, and with 8,000 delegates, that's a, wow. it's a record number. We, we were really striving to hit 8,000 delegates, and we have. And half of those are from out of town. So with the out-of-town guest, that's going to bring in around $7 million in economic impact this week. So there's definitely good signs. We, we're we not looking to get back to those 2019 figures until at least 2024, okay. um, potentially early 2025. So we've, we've got okay. a ways to go. Okay. So how do, how, do you, how do you attract more? Is it just, you know, advertising or sharing the message, etc.? That whole thing in the, the Forbes magazine, we talked about it uh, several weeks ago, being, you know, one of, the, one of the places you just have to go to in the world in 2023, being Edmonton, which a lot of people right. were just quite, quite surprised and stunned by that. Uh, yeah. But maybe we shouldn't be. So, so how do you get that message out? Is it through things like that? Is it through word of mouth, through marketing, advertising? What what is it? Yeah, and and those things, I'm sure you can appreciate those things don't just happen. No. So there's a lot of work that goes into that, and there's really um, a three pronged approach that that we take. So there is the marketing piece, and so our marketing team um, develops campaigns locally, regionally, and then. Um, internationally, and so that's that's our direct-to-consumer work. Um, but then the the media PR piece is something that is just an ongoing strategy, and we work with various <clears throat> excuse me various outlets and writers, journalists. We also work very closely with our partners at Travel Alberta, at Destination Canada, and we host writers and journalists all of the time, um, and we get get them into uh, into the destination give them uh, the exposure into the experiences and products um, so that then they're able to write firsthand and then hopefully pitch to get into um, the publications that we talked about. So whether that, that's Forbes or Canadian Geographic, those, those sorts of things. Well, and Paul, recently uh, a writer for Forbes magazine had Edmonton listed as one of the top 23 places to visit in the world this year. Yeah. And I think maybe for some people who work in uh, tourism in Edmonton or in or they're like, yeah, yeah, we belong on that list. But I think for a lot of Edmontonians, uh, they might be screaming their their heads about it like how do you how do you sell what what you're doing to edmontonians and how big of a role do they play in um attracting people yeah and it's um it's interesting because there's some recent uh research that was done uh through travel alberta and stone olufsen um and it was a resident sentiment uh research and we saw from that that edmontonians gave Edmonton a minus 34 net promoter score. So that means that when they're talking about Edmonton, um, it's in a really negative way. And the further that Edmontonians get away from their city, the more negative that the comments become. Um, we know Edmontonians are really proud of their city, and uh, but it's, there's an education piece of understanding what the, the tourism industry is. There's lots of chatter and really positive chatter online um, we also use a, another research tool that um, through social listening we can we can tell about all of the, the conversations of what people are doing and experiencing mm -hmm. and 52 percent of the conversations are really 
positive about our culinary and dining scene. Um, but then real lack of understanding about what the, the industry is made, of, made up of. But you think about products that we have and um, experiences like uh, the Alberta food tours, uh, the paddle station, getting getting down into the river valley onto mm-hmm. the water, whether that's kayaking um, or just down into the, the river valley, food bike tours. Um, you have, I mentioned before, Elk Island National Park that's just on our doorstep. Um, I was talking with the park superintendent this week about northern lights viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, for for folks, even for Edmontonians, to see the the Northern Lights is a is a real treat. But for our international visitors, to be able to uh, just take a quick jaunt out to Elk Island and be able to see the the Northern Lights is really quite special. Uh, really quickly, before we let you go here, because we're almost out of time, if, if people sometimes just don't know how to sell the city, so where do they go to get some ideas? Well, what's what's there to do in your city? I don't know, because because it, it becomes we're, we're used to it, right? So, uh, yeah. is there somewhere we can go uh, to, to to help come up with some suggestions? Absolutely, we we're going to be having it's going to be an open house for Edmontonians, so May twenty sixth through twenty eighth. Uh, we're calling it Adventure Days, um, and it will be tourism businesses and products will have their doors open, and so we'll be uh, launching a marketing campaign to promote that. Sure. But for our um, our locals and visitors alike, exploreedmonton.com has our festivals, events, all the attractions listed, um, and it's a really good resource for, for everybody. Paul Hayes, thanks for joining us this morning. Sure appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Paul is the VP of Destination Development and Marketing with Explore Edmonton. And I think we talk about it's like, okay, if you're if you're somewhere and someone says, okay, well, you live in Edmonton. What's what's Edmonton? What's there? What, what's there? Uh, what do you got? Well, I don't know. I, agree. I, I don't know. There's uh-huh. nothing. The sun no, shines tons. for, you know, 20 hours out of the day in the summer. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I love the idea of being on the edge of nature. So for so many places around the world, what we have mm-hmm. is unique to them. Yeah, absolutely. Not to us. Not we to live us. here.